This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I met somebody online and I decided I have to have her on my podcast. So I have Naomi Pellet here and she is in a very special part of the world. Tell me, where are you? And thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm in Israel. I'm in Modian in Israel. Very, very cool. But you're from the United Kingdom, correct? I am from England, but I've been in Israel for nine and a half years. Very, very nice. So how did you, I guess you made Aliyah, you call it, as we call it in the uh, world, Jewish world, Aliyah, when you move from anywhere to Israel. So yeah, I'd love to maybe hear, if you want to go in a little basics of your journey, I'd love to hear it. Okay, sure. So um, so my, um, my, my favorite cousin, my first cousin lived in Israel. My aunt uh, lived in Israel and I came, used to travel here from the age of a few months old with my mum to visit my family and I just loved being here so I always wanted to live here but uh, when I was 21 unfortunately my cousin Talia um, um, was killed um, in a uh, in a traumatic car accident with an army ambulance that's another story yeah so that sort of like put a dampener in the works of wanting to live in Israel but then I met my husband when I was 27 on J Day, he lived in England. He's Israeli, and I decided maybe, maybe I would live in uh, in Israel. And then at the age of thirty, I made Aliyah. And five weeks later, we got married and started our family here. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. Are you? Uh, would you consider yourself fluent at this point? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish. I. I, that's the one thing I, you know, I want to, I want to assume that I, that'll happen, but I guess it's hard, but I guess with everyone speaking English for the most part, um, you know, it's, it, it makes it easier. It's funny because the other day, it's totally random, but like the other day I had a meeting, um, with somebody and he's like, he's a Palestinian living in Jerusalem. Okay. And, and it's like, it's so interesting to me because, you know, I, I really know the Jewish world. I didn't know the Palestinian world. And I'm like, oh, and I speak Hebrew. And I said that to him in Hebrew. And he's like, I don't. And he responds to me in Hebrew. <laughs> and I'm like, but like he didn't like he. he so in, in Hebrew, masculine and feminine are are different. So like I said, right. I speak a little bit of Hebrew. And his response was, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Those are things you don't expect to happen during podcasts. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Um, okay. Yeah, so Medaber is the masculine version and Medaber is the feminine version. So I, he was like, I don't speak in the feminine version, Hebrew. So <laughs> I, it was very interesting. But the fact is he understood to the basic degree that he was able to answer. So, right. so I guess nobody really speaks fluent Hebrew <laughs> except for his release. <laughs> so maybe your husband, yeah. And my children. And yeah. your children, of course, because when you're born there, you got you, yeah, so let me ask you, um, when it comes to like, I, we met, we met in a very interesting, uh, we met in a Facebook group, uh, mm-hmm. right now there's a whole, there's this thing called person behind the post and you shared your story and I read so many of them. They're literally like, I would say 
there's no shortage of sh- stories that are like profound stories. And you're the yeah, you're the only person I asked to participate in the podcast. Oh really? Yeah, Amazing. yeah. I probably should go out because there's a lot of opportunity to like you know talk about that. But um, you shared a story, and I thought it was really something that I wanted to hear. And then I also okay. saw your photo and your. You're like you're all dressed up in your fitness gear and I guess that means for me you know you have some you you're very very serious about that and, and self-care is probably a big thing for you so I I thought that there would be a great alignment in the common sense podcast because you know we talk about that so I'd love yeah. to hear your I guess your adversity story and like you know all of that okay um so as you know I grew up in England um I was always overweight, very, very large. My two, my parents uh, divorced when I was only two and a half, and um, I was not a very happy person. I had two older brothers. I was the youngest of three, um, and I was bullied all my childhood, and my fat was um, like, a, a, like a wall around me. My, my fat was solid, and... Um, it, like it haunted me my whole uh, my whole life really. When I met my husband, my husband had had um, had looked like uh, John Travolta in the younger uh, years till he um, till something happened to him in the army and he put on weight. And uh, but he loved me whatever. And uh, I I've actually lost half my body weight since then. And um, I lost a bit. And then when we uh, when we got married, I um, I got pregnant straight away. Even though negative people at our wedding some of his israeli family said uh made comments like oh they'll never have children because i was so big uh, but i did immediately within 10 months of being married we had our first and then uh we lived happy uh, it took a, uh, a bit longer to get pregnant with my identical twins my identical twins were born on the um 3rd of may 2016 so that's uh, four and a half years ago and 12 days after they were born, I um, had a pulmonary embolism. The, uh, 11 days before they, um, after they were born, I had bled out. I had had a C-section with uh, my twins because one was upside down and one was transverse. And because they were identical, they couldn't, they, w- they wouldn't try and turn them because it's too dangerous because right. they're on one placenta. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had a C-section against my will. And I had quite a hard pregnancy, um, but after the C-section, I left the uh, the hospital. They were born on the Tuesday morning. I left on the Sunday. The following Saturday night, the nightmares began. On the Saturday night, I um, had what felt like uh, switching on a, a tap, and it was like a a, a, a spurt of blood. Like uh, you know, when like if if there's like a water leak, it was like that, and then it stopped. So I called um, the Kupa and they told me, if, if it stopped, you're okay. So the next morning I had to go to the to the to their doctor anyway because they had tongue ties. I went to see their doctor and afterwards I went to uh, the women's centre, which is uh, on the same floor. And they took my blood pressure. And as soon as they took my blood pressure, because I'd asked them, can I have an ultrasound to check everything's okay? As soon as they took my blood pressure, I just started bleeding. And it was literally, it was like Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I left my poor mum, um, she's not poor, but like, <laughs> I left her literally standing with two brand new babies and ended up in an ambulance going to hospital. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, crazy. 
and I had I like phoned my neighbor and I said um you've got to come help my mum I'm gonna die like that's how like scary it was um so I went off to the hospital and I refused to be admitted because they wouldn't let my twins stay they said you know the twins can't you can't go into a delivery ward when your twins and you have been out in the world can bring like contamination to other babies so I had to stay in the hospital was the worst it was the worst hell of my life and the next morning um I went to see uh, like I'd seen the gynecologist that was on call but I went to see like the head of the department so they could check and um I stopped I had stopped bleeding but they decided they were going to give uh, do a DNC just to make sure so oh, and I'd had 12 um 12 pints of blood that night uh, on the Sunday night um so um so they took me off to have a DNC and um, my mum and my husband were here with the, uh, at my home with the twins and I came back out of the uh, operation and Dr. McDreamy says to me, um, everything's okay, you're no longer bleeding. And I hadn't been bleeding before I went in the uh, operation uh, room. It was about half an hour maximum. And I, and I said to him in Hebrew, that um, actually, yeah, I'm still bleeding. So he repeated in English, no, you can stop bleeding. I said, I think I know what I feel like. I think you should check. So he checked. And uh, yeah, I was bleeding and I didn't know why. At quarter to 11 on the Monday morning, I remember saying to the second anesthesiologist, I can't even say the word properly, um, that uh, she wasn't to lose my phone because it had 1,200 photos of a brand new twins on it. She's like, "What twins?" Because you know when a when a anesthesiologist comes, they don't. They don't. I'm not even saying the word, but I can't even say it right right now. I can't remember how to say it. Um, they they don't know who the person is. They just have to ad- administer drugs to get them to sleep. Right. So I was showing her, but <laughs> pictures of my twins refusing to sign this second waiver. Uh, until she promised to not lose my phone. So that was quarter to um, 11 on Monday morning. And the next time I woke up was 8.30 on Thursday morning. Wow. To my father walking in with a, with a, a hold-all, not a hold-all, a carry-on from the airport because my, my father was um, had be, had gone back to England uh, a few days earlier and was coming out for my twin's um, Brit that was going to be um, delayed because they were tiny. Um, but obviously, they all thought I was going to die. I was in the ICU for uh, from the mon- uh, from the Tuesday, I think, or the Monday until like the Wednesday night. And um, yeah, they thought I was going to die. And every three hours, two people in my community would look after my twins. So like there were like sixteen people volunteering wow. um, every day that I wasn't there. Um, and when I came out. Of- so miraculously, I kept. I woke up at the at, at eight thirty. Well, my first recollection is at eight thirty on that morning, and I wasn't tied up to anything by that point. I had been, um, and I'd been like delirious and all sorts, and I'd been anti anti uh, anti Semitic uh, to uh, Arab workers, crazy things. I don't know what I was doing, um, um, like unconsciously. Um, so, and I woke up and um, I was still in a daze and I saw my dad and he was shouting at this psychologist who was saying that I was like crazy um, because he literally just walked in from the airport 
and he hid them disgustingly in English, not even in Hebrew. And he was like in shock. What do you think you're saying about my daughter? Like, hmm. um, and that was that was so that was like eight thirty nine on the Thursday morning, and then. Um, and then I miraculously went home that afternoon. And I only say miraculously because I'm told it's miraculous because, like, everyone had expected me to die. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, that's what was expected. Like, that's why he was flying out. And, um, like, uh, I, I've had so many stories about, like, the whole experience of my twins being um, looked up. My twins and my daughter. My daughter, I think, was look, uh, just went to school every day. Um, and she was all right, but, like, and she's like, oh, she was like three years, nine months. But by being told what's happened to your newborn children for a quarter of their life that you missed, it sort of like spurred me on to like go on a self, um, self-development self uh, journey. And that's how I started making my transformation. And um, I was crazy for the first like year of their life, like uh, for, th- for the first three months because I'd been separated from them, I had trouble breastfeeding, and I, I breastfed my daughter for two years. So I literally would, like, drive around the country um, collecting milk donations, because we, we don't have milk donation banks like you have in America and England and stuff. So literally I had to trust people, and I would, like, uh, travel around the country, and one day I travelled somewhere near the airport, and... And used ways to get back, and I had my older twin with me because even though I was having trouble breastfeeding, and this was only about two weeks after this whole crazy incident, even though I was having uh, trouble breastfeeding, I was still breastfeeding my kids to make sure that I could. Right, um, of course. And I end, I ended up, uh, I left her, and I, I did ways, and it was like probably like rush hour time. Not that we have rush hour times anymore, but then it was rush hour time, and uh, wet, like I. It was all dark, so I didn't really know what was going on. But uh, Waze took me into like a place I've never been before, never planned to be, and certainly not in that direction. And I ended up doing this like massive loop through all these like Arab villages. And when I realised, I was absolutely terrified. But I got out of there. So like I did, cr- I did sh- like dangerous, stupid things just to, because I, I thought I had to give my children breast milk. Eventually, I breastfed them and it was fine. But um, that was like my first year. And then I started work. Uh, have you ever heard of the three principles? Have you ever had the what principles? Heard of the three principles. It's uh, mind, uh, consciousness, and thought. Uh, I have not. Oh, okay. So in basic, like real basic, like um, I actually learned it a few years before I got married. Um in like some three-day course but basically it's like the idea that my reality and your reality of exactly the same situation of our of this conversation how i'm seeing it and how you're seeing it are going to be completely different because they are dictated by our thoughts and how we interpret what each other's saying right and then the people that are listening to the podcast are going to have a completely other uh, interpretation of the conversation right and it's like like understanding how how your thoughts affect your reality and therefore using it to understand the world around you um so i did so, so i went back 
to working with a practitioner like the daughter of the guy that uh, taught it to me um, who happened to live in Jerusalem at the time and I started with that um, and I was working on that kind of stuff and then I joined um, a workout program that I wasn't doing consistently um, but I but then um, I started um, I started taking these whole few capsules that I had taken before I um, before I got pregnant with my twins that helped me to get pregnant with my twins and I I joined an, uh, a community and through joining that community I started really working on self development way more than I had been before um, and I started to my weight started to fall off because of the whole food capsules and because of all the work I was doing on myself internally. And uh, it, the 1st of December 2018, yeah, 2018, I, set, I, I joined this challenge to do a 30-day uh, squat challenge. Oh. And I, I, was, I was probably 124, I was about 124 kilos then, which is... Uh, 200 and something 200 and yeah and that wasn't even my that wasn't even my heaviest i'd already lost 30 kilos by then 30 kilos about 70 pounds so um yeah um but it was not my heaviest but like i sometimes post this video because as part of the challenge you had to to the organize the two organizers you to like to be entered into like win a prize at the end (laughs) and you don't be the only one that did it like finished it and you had to send either a video or a photo. And for some strange reason, I would video myself doing these squats to prove I'd done it. I don't know why. Anyway. It's accountability. Like, you did it because you wanted to account- be accountable to it. I get it. I totally would do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's how my whole journey of sharing my story on on Facebook uh, like came. Because I that it wasn't that I was trying to be accountable to other people. It's trying to be accountable to myself. Right. So... So I started that, and then on the 14th of January, uh, 2019, I started this program called T20. I'm not, I, I do Beachbody, but I'm not affiliated with them. I just like their programs, um, and they're very, it's like um, workouts with, um, what's the word, with uh, modera- uh, mod- uh, moderation, like, um, like someone that's like heavier or not so fit, and they do uh, modification a modifier, that's it. And uh, and they talk about, like, mindset and everything. And this first, uh, like, I had been doing the program already for, like, a few months, but hadn't, like, done it seriously. And that program was called T20. And uh, it was all about committing to yourself for six weeks. Um, and the guy, Sean T, um, has got an incredible story. And he, uh, I just would, I literally stayed consistent. And that's what, like, that's the biggest thing with my transformation is the fact that I've stayed consistent for so long and that I keep adding things to push me out of my comfort zone and to grow. Um, so, like, at the, like, three days or four days before Rosh Hashanah in September, I randomly decided I was going to do 100 days of uh, Facebook Lives. So I did 100 days and 102 days. The reason I missed two days was one day was uh, Rosh Hashanah, and I'm uh, and I, I don't uh, you use, don't uh, use uh, electricity uh, on yeah on Shabbat or Chag, and the other day I just randomly forgot, and it was really funny because the person who like there was someone that used to like message me that I met through doing my life, 
she didn't message me that day to remind me. She know she would normally be like, "Where's when are you going live? When are you going live?" It was like her lifeline. She was like she was pregnant with twins. She actually had a, had twins yesterday morning early, so we're praying for them because they're 33 weeks. She was pregnant with identical twins. She was the other extreme, anorexic, and she had like found some affiliation with me and would watch them, and they would be like her lifeline. Um, I actually spoke like directly to her, not that I said her name or anything on a couple of my lives. And it like, they, they were my more emotional ones that lots of people like connected with. It's yeah. totally, it's totally finding your tribe and I get it. I totally understand that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that, that, so like one, one, like, uh, one time I was not talking like, because, you know, people have these judgments in the world about oh you look this way so that means this and oh you're fat so that means you're lazy oh you're fat so that means you can't do this that and the other oh you're fat so you're not going to have babies all this rubbish right right and that that one day i happened to have like learned her history of like a traumatic life um losing her parents and awful things and on the same day i had um met one of my, my kids go to cancer fun um the special cancer there's only like nine kids in the class and one of the the most of the kids are, are bilingual because like if you're bilingual supposedly it means it's harder for you to learn two languages and one of the other mothers has um has anorexia and i have i had to go and collect something from her house that day and she told me that i came up in her therapy uh, um her therapy uh, session that day. I said, why would I come up with your therapy session? And she said, well, I thought all fat people were lazy. I was like, excuse me? She's like, yeah. In my anorexic mind, I thought all fat people were lazy. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But I, but it occurred to me that like we have the same minds, we have the same issues. And, and so that's what I was discussing, like that you cannot judge anyone when you're walking down the street like don't uh, judge a, um, someone by the outside until you've actually spoken to them and actually really have a clue about them and anyway even so don't judge another person because my uh, my, uh, my opinion is none of your business and your opinion is none of my business it's your it's your view of the world so it was all about that and she happened to come in as I was talking about it and I just burst into tears. It was like, it was crazy, but like it got so many people discussing the fact that they both judge themselves as they think other people would judge them and they judge the world around them. And it was like a fascinating conversation that like it, it spurred a fascinating conversation. That is my story. Very long-winded. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's good. I'm trying to figure out where to, where to even start. I don't know. Um, how old are the, the kids now? You have your daughter and um, your twins. So my, I have an eight-year-old and four-and-a-half twins. Okay, so seven, four-and-a-half years ago. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was going to ask, like, you know, with respect to, like, your, your like, first, your weight loss. Um, yes. You said food capsules. Explain to me, like how you, what you did in 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 terms of all that. And I mean, I think you pretty much answered the self care question. I was going to probably lead into that, but uh -huh. tell me, tell me a little bit more. Yeah, there, there. Sometimes, sometimes I talk. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just listen. Um, oh, self care is so much more than just that. Okay, good, good. So you'll, well, there's more to talk about soon. Uh, so yeah. tell me, how did, how, yeah. So you talk about like food capsules. I guess maybe that's something they have in Israel. Um, 
Tell me, tell no, me it's, about that. It's oh. a global thing. What is it? What is it? So they're fruit, veg, and berry capsules that a naturopath gave me actually six years ago, uh, five and a half years ago, when I had, I had been trying to get pregnant with my twins. I had secondary infertility. Uh, my ovulation wasn't happening at the right time of the month, and I just she she gave them to me because I used to go to her. My aunt went to her. My uncle, my mum had gone to her whenever she would fly in for Israel. Uh, this woman's amazing, and she's like try these because I've given them to all my um, patients. They're doing amazing things, and at the time I never thought anything of it. Uh, the only thing I had, else I had changed was taking tomatoes out of my diet at that point and drinking apple cider vinegar. I don't think either of those two things could affect me and my my cycle changing. And I took to them for five months, and I got pregnant with my identical twins. Now, they won't make you pregnant with uh, twins or identical ones. That happens to be in my family. But my ovulation used to happen five days early. And that's the only thing I changed. So I, I put it down to those. And I stopped those capsules when I, within a month of me getting pregnant because I, I was very sick during my pregnancy. I had hyper... I can't remember what it's called, hypoglycemia. Um, hypoglycemia or something? No, not that one. The one where you vomit a lot when you're pregnant. Oh, uh, hypo something grab grab. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't I don't remember know. what it's called. Yeah, I don't know what it's called either. Um, HPV or something. I think it's short. And, and so I couldn't even really like swallow water easily. So I stopped taking those capsules. And it said. Um, there's a poor connection. Uh, just say you started taking the capsules. Yeah, and I, and I did it for five months, and I. Uh, All right, right. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of breaking. Out. I don't really know what's going on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just just repeat that whole part so that I don't have to make too many crazy edits. Oh, okay. So um, I I got pregnant uh, within five months of taking these capsules that my naturopath had given me, and um, then I unfortunately stopped taking them because I um, I I couldn't even swallow water or really eat. Um, for the first five months of my pregnancy because I, I would get very, very sick. So the capsules just stayed in my cupboard. Um, and then I had, then obviously I had the trauma with my uh, 12 days after my uh, twins were born and I probably had postpartum depression. They never called it postpartum depression, but like all the signs are there that it was. And then in October 2018, I met another twin mummy to be because uh, that's like my tribe, one of my tribes, twin mummies. Um, and uh, she was like bouncing around, had so much energy and was so like happy and energetic. She had a four-year-old, a five-year-old at the time. And like she was just an amazing spirit. And it, it was two weeks before she was giving birth. And I saw my capsules on her, her side. And she was like, I said, oh, I, I have those in my cupboard. She's like, why are they in the cupboard? Why aren't you using them? So I told her, she said, well, start taking them. Probably, she said, they probably won't work because they're like a, few, a couple of years old. But try them. And I tried them. And within five weeks, uh, I was losing all this weight. And um, I I, um, I also um, had hyperthyroidism, so underactive thyroid since I was uh, 21. So um, I, thought I, had, I was on a huge amount of... Um, a huge dosage, a huge dosage. I was taking over 3,000 micrograms a week. Um, and um, by the time um, five weeks, six weeks of these had been taking, I went for blood tests and I was able to half my dosage. 
Um, I'm actually seven weeks, seven months ago last June, I stopped taking um, my thyroid medication after 18 years. But yeah, so it's like it's done a huge amount for me, and um, yeah, it's amazing. But um, it's not just that; it's also like working on my mind. Uh, so the only reason I was able to get through COVID and to help myself and other people to also like get healthy during COVID is because I implemented uh, my Miracle Morning. Have you oh, heard of I know her? about the Miracle Morning. I just talked about this in the old in the previous podcast too. Carol Elrod's story. I I, I have that book. Uh, have you read it? Of course, of course. <laughs> no, you said I have it. <laughs> no, I have it. I've, I've discussed it. I've, I've I bought it in twenty. I, I just realized I bought it in. April of 2015. I've been like, I wouldn't say I do it. I don't do it in the morning. I do it over mm-hmm. the over a period of like the entire day. But I 100. percent It's all about gratitude and, and you could talk about it. Gratitude, exercise, you know, and prayer and meditation. Mm-hmm. Your savers. So if you, if you want to talk about that, go for it. Savers. So savers are silence. So that can be prayer. That can be meditation. Affirmations. Affirmations is a big one. Before I even started Miracle Morning, I was doing affirmations. So, as part of my um, um, journey, I would um, I, I decided um, I decided that I was going to run 5K for my cousin I spoke about earlier um, for her charity. Um, so last, not last August, the August before 2019, I, I, I committed to um, do that. And every morning when I would go walking, I would. Um, find the YouTube uh, affirmations and I, I found one that I love every uh, there's 101 affirmations and I literally start my 20 minutes uh, when I'm walking or running uh, with those affirmations that I have to repeat out loud so there'll be affirmations about I'm going to make healthy choices today um, people are um, people are um, I radiate good energy all sorts of things um, not just one specific variety so I would do those. Um, now, since the Miracle Morning, I've created some of my own ones, depending on what I'm trying to manifest or make myself feel like. Uh, health, uh, losing weight goals, I'll, I'll turn into affirmation. They always have to be positive, otherwise they don't work. Um, relationships with my kids, all sorts of things I'll create into affirmations. Then um, visualization is the manifesting side of things. Uh, for me, I do that using, uh, I now use Tony Robbins Priming um, YouTube. Problem is my children, um, one of my children has decided he's worked out how to turn on the TV. So I sometimes wake, wake up at 4.30 and he's already woken up and turned on the TV in the main room and turned the lights on. So it's a bit harder to do that. So I have to start keep waking up earlier and earlier. you gotta, you got to um, just get another TV. <laughs> no, but like... We're in Israel, like, unless, yeah. you have, unless you have a palace, all the houses are small, I don't want another TV, I don't want anyone to have a TV. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I get it, I get it. You got your smartphone, then there's that, that's the benefit of YouTube, it's mobile. Right, but the whole idea of my miracle morning is I like the silence. Right, so yeah, like, it doesn't make it and so he, easy. Yeah. So it's like it's really funny because I used to do my like and for a couple of weeks I do my exercise videos that I post on my story and there's no one there. But now there's these kids in the background playing exercise because I, I my exercise my miracle morning is a non-negotiable. Sometimes my gratitude 
and journaling has to like wait later on the day when they're not around. Right. But exercise has to happen. So after visualization is exercise. So I do like I do work the, the, these workouts, um, and then I try to go running as well uh, in the morning, and I also go running in the night. Um, just because um, I have ADD, so it's one of the things that has helped me, and it also helps me to like show up better in the world. If I if I don't move my body, then I'm not the best. Like on a, on a, uh, Saturdays on Shabbat, like I would always like get up and go to synagogue. Now it's not possible, and I was just like like the last few months I wasn't going out, and I just, I said to my husband, "You have to wake me." Like. Because normally I wake up early during the week and I sleep in on Shabbat. I said, you have to wake me like at least an hour before you want to like eat or whatever because I I need to go and move my body. So actually really great because now I go with my daughter. Uh, so it's good bonding time um, because she also needs that, that time alone with me. So that's really great. Um, but so I do exercise twice a day normally. And reading um, as part of the Miracle Morning, the savers, we've done S-A-V-E for exercise after reading. So I tried to read 10 pages of um, a self-development um, book. I have all sorts. I have, uh, I have, uh, so I started with how Elwood's when I started Miracle Morning. I've got um, Rachel Hollis. Um, I've got... Uh, high performance habits, I've got strength stuff, and now discover your strengths. I'm now listening to um, Napoleon Hill's book. Oh, that's a great book. Yeah, so I, so I was meant to borrow it, and uh, it's like part of some group. Um, she like started weeks ago, and she's on chapter eight, and she wrote verses. And chapter eight, I think it's procrastination. <laughs> Yeah. So she writes a message, she's up to this with me. So I go, yeah, I've been procrastinating for eight weeks about, um, about actually going to my friend's house to borrow it from her husband. And she messages me, oh, I'm going to send you the audio book. I'm like, oh, thanks. So I started listening to the audio book. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great book. So I'm going to, I'm going to share the savers in, in consolidated form. Um, so, so savers S stands for silence. A stands for affirmations. V stands for visualization. E stands for exercise. R stands for reading and S stands for scribing, which is journaling. And the whole idea is that the, the, the concept of the miracle morning is that it should be in your morning. But, uh, I, I do all these things. I just don't do them. Like I'm, I exercise typically like before, right before I go to bed, because that's just the time that worked for me. I journal, and I do gratitude right before I go to bed. And right. the other things, like affirmations, I have affirmations. I don't I don't actively practice them, but I affirm, like, things all the time, and I visualize all the time. Um, but, like, you know, those are, that's what, that's what worked for me. And I, I think that, in a way, it is off-putting. And I was saying this in, the, in, in his group. Um, they have mm -hmm. a face, he has a Facebook community. And I was just talking uh -huh. about this, literally, the last, the last podcast I was in with... Oh, wow. um, with what's her name um with ninja uh nirvana rain and she, I was, like there was there, when i first joined that group there were like maybe forty thousand people in that facebook group but now it's two hundred ninety one thousand. and wow yeah it's a great community but 
But I was saying, you know, like, the fact is that I think a lot of people might not like the idea of a miracle morning because they think about, I have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. And when you go in the group, that's what that's what, that's what what the, the conversation is about. The conversation is like, who's waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do this thing? And I'm like, not me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a matter of doing it. It's not a matter of when. And I think that yeah. in a way, Hal has, has, has ostracized a chunk of a community because of that. I, so when I first read it, I followed it like i was very close to like doing it in the morning and then i i ended up hitting and this i bought it like i said in april of 2015 i hit a i i became and i wasn't really i I was i was depressed at the time i had postpartum depression as well but then i hit my rock bottom in 2018 uh and in 2018 um i started doing other things but and then then when i start when i looked back at it in like 2020 2021 i'm like wait a minute i'm doing my i'm doing the miracle morning again but I'm not doing the morning. I'm doing the miracle. So forget it. It's just a yeah. miracle. That's what I consider it. So just interesting, interesting perspective. I mean, some people that they, they're morning people, but if I like to go to bed at two o'clock in the morning, I'm not waking up at five o'clock in the morning to do anything like that. It's just that I like to get the, I, I, you know, and I just read a book uh, also by Matthew Walker. He's a PhD uh, expert on sleep. And he's just like, some people have are more night people and some people are morning people and that's just how they are mm-hmm. genetically or whatever biologically inclined and it's like you can't like force somebody to become a morning person and they even said that sometimes it's not good to have school starting at like seven o'clock in the morning because you know especially with teenagers teenagers their their yeah. circadian rhythm uh they end up going to bed later so waking them up early is not good for like the uh, a natural cycle of sleep because sleep is all about uh really it's it's brain it's it's about renewing your brain effectively like it's hard to describe sure. it's a really scary book actually it's really insightful but uh and 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 like that's also like you know some adults also were ge- were genetically or biologically predisposed to doing things later in the night so how rod's book is is not necessarily compliant with with the way i live but at the same time it's still a practice for me so it's interesting insights but he actually in the book he actually said that, that it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be done, done in the morning. Right, but he calls it. I know he says that, but, like, because it's such a, like, the word Miracle Morning is so ingrained in the title. Like, it right. becomes, like, he says you can do it over the time, but it's still your Miracle Morning. And I just call it my miracle. So that's just the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Wow. I, I, like, it wasn't intentionally that he did it, but, like, you know, it's so suggestive that it should be. It's like, right. and the way he talks about it is, like, you shouldn't do it but the rest, like, it's like, you know, a little, like, you know, sentence there. But the rest of the book is all about the still being in the morning. It's, it's just harder. So it's really interesting. Have you heard of Clubhouse? Uh, Clubhouse, I do have it, but I'm an Android. I had, I got an uh-huh. iOS device. Uh, I haven't, I have, I, I do have an account. I have an iOS device for it, but I don't really uh-huh. tap into the conversations because I'm more of a reader than a listener. And right. these podcasts are a deviation from my norm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the answer is yes and no well why, why do you ask so I, it's very overwhelming but a few times i came across this because there's so many i don't know how many actually millionaires but so many people claim to be millionaires and like oh come to our millionaire this and oh come to our millionaire that anyway there's this one millionaire thing there probably are millionaires in this and this guy called glenn grandy runs it and it starts from 5 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, so that's 12 um, noon my time. And it goes on um, to 12 noon 
it's in standard time. So it's going for five hours. Uh, no, it's going, uh, it's five hours. So uh, five, five to ten. Um, and the first half hour is his, um, like, live into Facebook. And he has this thing called the morning five. And I actually downloaded it because I was, like, listening. And I was, like, I think this is all about mindset. Interesting, interesting. So his morning five are... Do not, do not touch, touch your phone. phone. So this is counted. Do not touch your phone until you finish your morning routine. It includes gratitude, exercise, something else. And this is the one that I was doing throughout the day, but I added it to the end of my morning routine because I really liked it. It's once you've poured into yourself, before you pour into your day, go and pour into others. As in, go and show gratitude and love to like, like five people, people whether, whether that's, that's um, your, your close family, family your friends, friends people you haven't spoken to for ages, your network on Facebook, whatever. Um, and it's been like since I started adding it at, in the morning rather than throughout the day, it's amazing. Like he, he shared some stories, but like every every time I'll talk to random people like that I know, like that I haven't spoken to in a while, and I'm like. Oh my God, I really need to hear that thing because I'll send like quotes or something or inspirational things. And it's amazing, like, what you can put into the world once you've like really like filled your own cup. It's really amazing. It actually helps a lot to have to have to do it. It makes you feel good. And I, I, I totally I, I hear that. Uh, and I would just to speak to the whole millionaire thing on Clubhouse. I think it does because it really was the adopter, early adopter tech crowd. I think a lot of those people, I mean, it, it, it uh, certainly there's a fair share of people that are misre- misrepresenting who they are. But right. I, I would I would say that, you know, at least in the beginning, they were attracting like the investor crowd. They wanted to do that on purpose. Now they're getting too big and they're starting to implode and people are saying that. And like they're they're seeing and saying that and they're, they're observing that it's, it's going to be too big for it's it's hard they they just they just came out with like it's a it's a billion dollar company i, I don't know about that <laughs> but then again i said that about youtube because watching videos and like all those things so i could be wrong I, i'm not an analyst that's i i have personal preference because i'm one of those people that i can't focus on things when i have to listen because i right. like, when it comes to reading i can fragment my attention across five different things and i'll still get the reading the con the comprehension but when it comes to listening, mm-hmm. I can't do that. So it's it's harder for people to do. So definitely harder for people to uh, appreciate. Uh, but maybe I'll check this out in the one morning and see what it is. I mean, for five hours, I, I don't I don't know what the guy's doing. No, 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 no. You, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. The first half hour is his, is his, his um, what's it called? It's his his show, show that he does into Facebook. Facebook. Like, he's like, he's like a how Elrod of like, it's like his own He's a how Elrod of Clubhouse, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, and it's like really interesting that what you say about um, reading because there's actually a guy that is on on that session. His name's Kim, somebody who like he, uh, one of his he, he's supposedly a millionaire, billionaire. One of his like trademarks is that he like teaches people to power read, power know, fast reading, whatever it's called. There's like an art. Yeah, I read. A, I, there's some tools that do that also. It's, it's still mm. it's still reading versus comprehension. It's it's hard. So I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Well, I, I definitely think that's an amazing uh, you know self care routine. 
and it's great. I mean, it's really, it's like, it's the best way. It's holistic. It, it covers all the, all the, it crosses out all the different things and it makes you feel right. good and you're happier. I think everybody, yeah. everybody having some sort of uh, practice of this doesn't have to be the same exact practice, but it could be something in that similar function. I mean, it helps like, you know, just going back to it and not realizing that I went back to it made me realize like, but then I was happier. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to actually uh, lead with the last question that I asked. Yeah. Uh, it's your common sense question. Um, oh and that is the, if you can give an earlier version of Naomi a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Um, the other people's opinion is none of your business. I'm just go with your intuition. Cool. Yeah, don't don't pay pay too much attention to what other people think. It's so important. So important. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I don't know. Usually, like you know, I talk to people of all walks of life if they want to follow you on social media or something like that. I don't know if you're into like you, you want people to follow you or whatever. If you have anything like that, no. where oh, you you don't know where they would follow you. Uh, Instagram. You can follow me, Naomi Pellet underscore natural and healthy on Facebook, Naomi Pellet. Um, I also have a Facebook page called Naomi's Odyssey to a Better Life. Those awesome. are my three. Yeah, or anything if you want uh, business and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Send me send me the links to those, and I will make sure that they get featured. Okay, okay great. great. Thank, thank you so much. much. Yeah, thank you. I, I hope you enjoyed this. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun. Thank you. Cool, cool. All right. So um, I'm effectively cutting it, but like right now, uh, the cutting okay. recording, I'm going to need a, a high-res headshot and send me those links, and probably we'll get this up on February 9th. That's the amazing. Yep, I'll keep you posted on it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Been all right. Yeah, Thank all right. You. Have a good night. Enjoy the children. <laughs> and go. Yeah, now I'm going to work out because I don't. Sure. Thanks. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time, 